Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast, where you learn about advanced wealth building strategies from real estate investing to creating massive ROI and secure retirement profits. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, grab a notepad, and lean in. Because Big Mike has got the life starting now. Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. I'm the Big Mike. Mike Zlatnik. And today it is my pleasure and a privilege to welcome back for, I don't know if it's third or fourth time, but it's uh, it's, it's definitely been a while, my good friend, Ryan Parson. Hi, Ryan. Hey there, Mike. How are you today? I'm doing great. How is the beautiful Glenwood Springs, Colorado? Well, I'll give you a quick viewpoint of it right now. It's a little breezy here as you and I are recording this uh, podcast today, but you can see uh, everything is nice and green and lush. We've had a great summer, a great rainy summer comparative to the rest of the country, so it hasn't been too hot. And uh, we are getting ready for fall, though. The the aspen leaves are starting to change, but we're hanging on to summer as uh, best as we can out here. Yeah, it's beautiful. And your fall is just, it's going to be even more beautiful. The colors are going to be just gorgeous. So enjoy. I'm a little envious. That's for sure. <laughs> so let's let's talk, let's jump into kind of the crux of this episode. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, you being a personal chief financial officer, personal CFO, wealth strategist, and then the virtual family office uh, model that uh, your company uh, helps folks with, and your company is an RIA, and you specialize on helping high net worth folks uh, to find their freedom, to live their free, to live their life, their free life. And take us through this. So, so if you would be so kind, a- absolutely. Thanks for having me back, Mike. It's always a pleasure to be here with you and, and your listeners. You do such a great job at supporting the what I call the do-it-yourself investor family, which is exactly who we serve um, as well. And it's always it's always great to have these conversations with other experts uh, like you that really take it very seriously about the the, the do-it-yourself investor, the do-it-yourself family. That that frankly is really just trying to maintain it and hold on to it given all the pressures that are that are coming at all of us today so it's always a a great pleasure to be here with you and talking about these these really important topics here uh mike so uh, as always just a quick uh, disclaimer slide uh, mike as you mentioned we are a registered investment advisory firm so uh, today's discussion is really just a very high level uh to be able to talk about some ideas and some thoughts here to be able to give uh high net worth families uh, some additional ways of uh, of, of thinking about uh, their wealth and and uh, how they go about uh, uh, working with and truly living their uh, living their best lives today. So, Mike, you mentioned uh, uh, being a, what a, a personal CFO and uh, what that is and what that looks like here today. And I thought uh, we could talk just a little bit about and and define uh, what that is and what that that personal uh, what that CFO is. But it really is. Uh, you know, from my world and my own story, Mike, and I know a lot of your listeners know that too, you know, is my my challenge of being a high net worth investor myself was really um, identifying the right other experts around me to be able to help me continue to grow my own wealth and sustain my wealth, especially in the world of alternative investments and private investments and real estate investments that, of course, I know are near and dear to your heart too. And the reality of it is, 
Um, it's very difficult to assemble a good high quality team around you of those types of experts that really understand us as do-it-yourself investors. And that's what really spurred me to be able to, to help other do-it-yourself families and do-it-yourself investors to make sure they're not just getting good information, um, having access to information, but as a way to help skip the lines, as I like to say a little bit, and give access, whether it's uh, asset managers like yourself, uh, whether it's other industry experts in the world of tax or uh, uh, charitable uh, planning, uh, wealth succession planning, wealth protection planning, uh, and the like. And I just for for high net worth families uh, like those that you and I both serve, Mike. There, there was just not a good system or a good place out there to help get all the wealth organized, see all your investments, all your assets on one statement, uh, one reporting system. And that, and that was really, again, all born out of my own frustration um, to be able to find and have those types of tools like a family office typically has. So that's a little bit about the background, Mike, and what's led me to, you know, really being in being so passionate about defending the do-it-yourself investor today. Thank you for that overview. And that's a great overview. And do it yourself sounds a little scary, but reality is it, there's nothing wrong. It, it, you wrote a book, Be the CEO of Your Own Money. Okay, forgive me if I don't uh, quote the title of the book uh, the right way. But most folks, uh, they don't want to abdicate the investment decisions. Uh, in fact, do it yourself model means that you are in charge. You are making the decisions rather than uh, engaging some family office manager to do it for you and let them letting them make the critical decisions for you and trusting them with your personal life decisions and I think what you offer is a lot more customized so take us through the process say there's a high net worth um, family that needs uh, some help obviously one of the things you mentioned is help with their um, investments and allocations and what makes sense for them but also with uh, business succession with uh, uh, charitable giving and other parts of their uh, overall um, involvement. So just take us through the process. How, how do you go about uh, chatting uh, with them, bringing them on board? And what is the typical uh, net worth of these folks? At which point do-it-yourself model begins to make sense? At which point it stops making sense? I guess they have too much money at that point and they, they don't want to do it themselves. So do you have any any thoughts on that? Sure. So that that's probably a great uh, segue, Mike, to what I call defending the do-it-yourself investor and the do-it-yourself family. And uh, we, you, you, you just mentioned it, and I'll go into a little bit more detail here. But it, it's really when a when a family gets to the point that they've amassed uh, amount of wealth, and that may be through operating businesses. It could be through you know various different trusts. It could be through certainly their investments. You get to a point in time in your life, Mike, where you realize that there's just more level of complication than either what you wish to handle completely on your own or have the expertise to handle on your own or even the desire to handle on your own. And I couldn't agree with you more. The, you know, the idea of abdicating your wealth decision is something, frankly, I abhor. <laughs> the, the giving control away to what you've had to work so hard for. 
um, because nobody cares more about your wealth than you do. And you've got to be involved and you've got to have the day-to-day oversight and, and, and frankly, the control of it. Because if you don't, there's just too many forces that are at play that cause it to dissipate. And still, in, in this day and age, even with high net worth families, 94% of families lose their wealth by the third generation. And as you very well know, Mike, it's very normal to have three and four generations alive all at the same time, which just speaks to the how difficult it is still in, in, in our great country of how difficult it is to sustain wealth. Um, even though it's uh, available, there's nothing but opportunity out there. It's very, very difficult to sustain the wealth. And those families that do, do maintain the control of it. Um, but again, they get to a point in time based on either the size of the uh, operating businesses, number of employees, size of investments, uh, d- d- different structures that are in place. You just need a an ally on your side, helping to be a good sounding board in terms of those decisions uh, that you know that you're that you're making, and that's uh, probably where I would uh, uh, move to and talk through here um, a little bit about what that exactly means. And so, hopefully, you can see my uh, my whiteboard here, okay? But it it really is today, Mike. When you think of the world of of just all things experts you'd bring on your team, like an asset manager like yourself, if an investor wants to invest in Tempo. Um, You might think of your tax advisors. You might think of um, your estate planning attorneys. You might think of your life insurance agents. You think of your bankers. You think of your concierge medical providers. Uh, You think of your business coaches. Just any and all experts, Mike, that uh, a high net worth do-it-yourself family might bring on or engage with. And this is certainly true across the board, but the 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 reality is today that a lot of high net worth families, when they engage in other you know the professionals, just have what is really a disappointing experience. And what I mean by that, Mike, and, it, and it's just gotten exas- just just completely blown out with with the the pandemic. Um, inflationary issues, employment issues today. When I say disappointing, Mike, what a lot of uh, high net worth families have when they is like you just can't get a hold of anyone. You know, today you try to call any business and get a hold of anybody and talk to a live human being is just flat out disappointing. I don't care what kind of business it is. And so this, the, these issues for the do-it-yourself family have just um, become uh, magnified today. But the reality of it is, is that most experiences, a lot of high net worth family are just flat out disappointing um, with what they're looking for when they go seeking any kind of help uh, to to work with them, whether it's lifestyle related, family related, or wealth related, and so you then get to maybe a point, uh, depending on how you're structuring things, where you find some professionals that are simply just delivering. Yes, maybe you can get a hold of them, but they're more like what I call order takers. They're just uh, doing whatever it is you called them to do. Um, you know, I had to go into my bank the other day to do a transaction, and it was just a uh, Okay, thank you for coming in, you know, and basically hurry up and leave and get out of here so we can help the next person. They did what I did, but there wasn't anything else. They were purely just delivering, you know, what, uh, you know, their banking services that they that uh, that I, you know, needed help with that day. 
if you're lucky, you might still be working with other types of professionals. And they're, they are what I call delighting. They, they probably know who you are. You probably have some sort of a relationship with them. They not only take care of what you need or what you want, um, but they're probably offering something else uh, that you might need help with or something else you might be interested in. And Mike, you and I have talked about this before, but it's typically in a lot of cases, again, it might be the insurance agent, it might be the bank, uh, just any and all of these other uh, people that a, a high net worth family engages with. They're typically bringing through whatever type of product they have, they have to sell. Um, it's usually a commission based or something of that nature. And so they're, they're bringing forth the best that they can because it's all that they have. And just in the hopes of that, maybe it's something that you're interested in or something that you need. So, uh, and you might be happy with that and that could be very, very helpful. But what I've realized with my own wealth, that of my family, certainly the families that we serve today, Mike, a lot of uh, families that uh, you and I co-serve together in, in our relationship in that they're, they're because they are a do-it-yourself family, because they have been successful, they are successful. And a lot of these elements of their day-to-day -day wealth management, they can handle on their own. And it gets to the point of where they then need help and really having allies on their team that can help defend their wealth and defend their lifestyles, defend the way they want to live, defend their families and to be able to truly sustain the wealth in the manner of which they desire it to be. Because as you know, Mike, most you know successful do-it-yourself families, they've made smart decisions about their money. They've made good investing decisions. Uh, they, you know, they've managed their businesses very well. And this is where, to your comment a moment ago, it gets to the point where families realize that they 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 need more type of comprehensive support and with with allies that truly understand what they're trying to accomplish truly understand that they march to the beat of their own drum um that they also um are in the situation they may not want to be able to do everything on their own. And that's, you know, where they turn to start looking for who is that ally, not that I'm abdicating decision, but can help me continue to make good decisions based on this evolving economic and political and social environment that we're all living in today. And in a way that none of us have ever, you know, dealt with before. So that that's the what I call Mike, the idea of defending the do-it-yourself family uh, and investor today. Yeah, it's very cool. And you said something really powerful. Um, a lot of service providers out there, uh, being great folks and great services, all they do is um, they have a product to sell or a service to sell. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, they, they're not in a position to uh, adjust and adopt and modify their service for your needs because it just might not be able to sell their service. Right. So uh, especially if they're commissioned or motivated uh, by the products they offer, like insurance uh, agents or uh, certain uh, bank representatives that, that sell certain products that the bank wants them to sell. Mm -hmm. uh, and the consequent, well, life insurance agents who just want to sell you life insurance policy and you may not need a traditional policy. You might need a policy with a lot of, flexibility more like infinite banking policy versus a uh, 
traditional uh, life insurance. And uh, yeah, those, those folks, they're great, but uh, they lack the big picture. And I guess this is where you come in as a personal CFO, understanding the individual big picture. And I guess uh, in our details, and then you have the network of professionals that you can bring a la carte basis to help folks uh, use those services. Is that how it works? Just uh, am I getting the picture right? That that's exactly right, Mike. And you know, to in in just in full discussion here, any of those other types of professionals, it's not that there's not a need, you know, for what they do. But you hit it on on the head at being able to truly understand the comprehensive situation and how the successful high net worth family thinks, why they think that way. It's really all about having the right group of professionals and the right uh, situation. So everyone's rowing the boat together, Mike, is is what it is, because a lot of times you've got everyone operating kind of in their own silos um, and without anyone coordinating uh, the cadence, so to speak. And that's exactly where we like to come in again, was born out of my own frustration of needing help with that just in our, in, in our own set of circumstances. And so that's when you know, you, you, you start to realize the, 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 what the coordinated effort is, it starts to look like what I call personal advocacy and how everything is really like a gear, Mike, when you make a shift in your investments, for example, that changes other things about your plan, your cash flow plan, your tax situation, maybe your charitable giving situation. Um, and all of these day-to-day -to -day decisions change other and have other impacts and in what we what we really are known for and what we really love to do is to help to see the other impacts where it might not otherwise be visible which is really part of the a big part of the reasons why so many families you know frankly just don't have their wealth that they amassed like i said by the end of the third generation it's a it's a staggering number and so Part of what I also really see to Mike, especially just in the pure world of, of, of wealth, is that a lot of these decisions do tend to get made in a silo or they, they tend to get made from a shiny object. <laughs> and that's Mike, over the years, you and I've talked about that, you know, and, and as, as do-it-yourselfers, that's kind of a par for the course, kind of uh, in, woven into all of our DNA. We see something, we like it, we move on it. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's also can be one of those things that gets us uh, uh, maybe not exactly where we want to be. And when there's uh, the combination of a lot of shiny objects uh, that come are made over the years, you can end up with some uh, end up with some outcomes that maybe aren't really uh, you know fully desirable. And, and part of what I, I just see with those families that really are successful, they understand what is truly the most important thing. And it is about living their best lives and what I call living your best life of significance and, you know, keeping the most important things, the most important things and that your wealth is in place to allow you to bring your desires and hopes into their physical being and to serve those you're called to serve your family members. Uh, maybe it's your employees. Uh, maybe it's uh, your charitable aspirations and the causes that you care most about. But those are the things, Mike, that make living our best life worth it. And you know, I, I, I look at and I, and I think just in this 
you know, my own world and what I feel like I'm called to do and the, and the bridges I'm, I'm called to be able to uh, build and serve is really boils down for me to one word. And it's, for me, it's lifestyle. And, uh, you know, Webster defines lifestyle, the way in which a person or group lives. I have a little bit of a different, uh, version or a different definition of lifestyle, but to me, lifestyle is about the true freedom of your time to enjoy it at your leisure and nobody else's mandate. That's followed up by being able to march to the beat of your own drum, because for most of the families that you and I serve, Mike, they they built their success and built their wealth uh, doing what they wanted to do, how they wanted to do it, and not just following the herd mentality. And finally, being able to not just explore the roads less traveled, but create their own roads. Uh, so they can, you know, at the at the end of their at the end of their lives, they can look back and be really truly fulfilled to have worked on their life's callings and not somebody else's. And so that's really the approach that I, I've seen and see so many other truly successful high net worth families not just grow their wealth, maintain their wealth, preserve their wealth. Uh, because they're they're keeping the number one things the number one things, and of course, it, the, everything that goes into making wealth decisions is certainly important to that. Uh, but it, it's really uh, knowing who you are, knowing who you want to be, who you're called to be, why you're called to be that, and then making your wealth work for you, and uh, so that you can truly live your best life of significance. Yeah, this is great um, lifestyle. Um, yeah, I love this word. <laughs> I use this word uh, uh, not as much as you are, but it, it's certainly uh, critical. Uh, it, it, I guess it's it's the freedom of doing doing what you want with who you want when you want, and and uh, picking and choosing uh, your lifestyle and uh, also doing it in a manner that um, serves your family. So it makes a lot of sense. Now let's go back uh, for a minute. So who this product is for, um, what's your typical avatar? I just wanted to kind of understand, uh, is a family with $3 million net worth, $5 million net worth, $10 million net worth, $20 million net worth, $50 million net worth. Is there a dollar amount that is an optimal kind of at which point they come in and they ask for services? I realize it may not all be uh, about the, the, the net worth, but at some point, this begins to make sense. At some point, uh, it ends to make sense. Uh, I guess they can use a personal CFO all their life, and they could be worth a billion dollars or $10 billion. Mm -hmm. uh, so what are your thoughts on this? I'm just curious, kind of what is a traditional uh, avatar for you and, and folks that should think about your services? Because um, there's also cost, right? And the cost varies on the level of services that they need. So just, just curious, how, how does that work? Yeah, it's it's a good question, Mike, and I get it very regularly too. Because for for most families, uh, the the successful do-it-yourself investor um, that I find today, Mike, most never even knew that a personal CFO even existed. So it's it's a very natural question, the way to go, when and how do I know I need it, and those types of things. And so, and I appreciate you asking that because with 
the the do-it-yourself family today let's you know and, and I, I tend to talk in 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 spaces of net worth mike um because so many families that are do-it-yourselfers have a wide makeup of their net worth you know some families are um you know own two or three operating businesses and their net worth is um uh largely based in those operating businesses you know, some families are 100% running their own investments. And so their net worth is in this wide range of investments, could be traditionals, could be alternatives, could be real estate, could be in, in any percentage of all of that. Some families have very elaborate wealth protection plans through the use of trusts, uh, through the use of LLCs, through the use of entities. Some families are are very uh, charitably inclined. So the number of charities that they're interacting with um, can all uh, impact that. And of course, your number of investments. Some families are very heavy into tax qualified accounts. Other families are not. And so you know, if you if you look at it, Mike, if I say, you know, like a five million dollar net worth, one asset could make that up or one business could make that up or that same five million dollars could be made up of a hundred different accounts and trusts and entities. And so when you as a wherever you're at as a family, you you're 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 generally are starting to find yourself in a layer of complication, not so much about what your net worth is, but the construct of that net worth. And you're saying to yourself, there's reasons I did all of this and I want to keep doing it, but I need some more help maintaining it, perhaps. Or you get to a point where, um, you know, there could be kind of to an extreme example, um, you know, we start, uh, you know, helping families maybe when a business partner has died, you know, there's been two business partners involved with, uh, you know, dealing with everything and the, the surviving business partner says, wait a minute, I can't run the businesses um, that are now all left to my care and continue to build my personal balance sheet at the same time. I need some help with that type of thing. That could be an example. Um, an, an, another one, Mike, it, it could be um, a, a situation where there's a family, you know, a successful do-it-yourself family where the, the 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 matriarch or the patriarch has largely been involved with accumulating and managing the day-to-day -day of the financial affairs. And just through a process of time, they realize while they've been very successful doing it all on their own, they want to spend their time doing other things. Could be spending more time with their spouse, could be more spending more time with their kids. It could be spending more time with their charities or they get to this point where they realize some of the, the causes that they care most about um, haven't gotten the attention that they need or want. And they need an ally in there to help align those lifestyle aspirations with the, the wealth that they have and how do those two better uh, work together. So, you know, that uh, hopefully might provide some examples of where a family starts to say to themselves, we need that. We need another ally with us. Not that somebody is making decisions for us. Because uh, a personal CFO doesn't make decisions. As I like to say, we make suggestions. Our families make the decisions. And we're just helping to make sure that their desire, their best life, they continue to follow that and make the more precise decisions that allow that lifestyle to truly sustain on their terms.
Yeah, this makes great sense. I appreciate all these examples because uh, different circumstances, um, different strokes for different folks. And, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. like you said, uh, it could be a business, it could be a portfolio, it could be uh, somebody retiring, changing their life. Well, life events change, right? So right. things change. And, and, and bringing in, like you said, an ally, a personal CFO could make a big difference uh, to help them uh, make these decisions. The, the other really interesting thing is that um, most folks, even in do-it-yourself model, uh, don't know as much as you do. And you have expertise. You've seen um, a lot of these circumstances. Uh, and you know how other folks have, have managed these similar circumstances. It's almost having a coach. Um, I, I work with, the, with an executive coach. And the purpose of the coach is to help you see things sometimes you don't see not because you don't know those things, but because they work with other uh, folks and they, they have broader uh, visibility into uh, a lot more solutions. And that, that helps. It's almost like as a personal CFO, you're like a personal coach uh, where, you know, what they should do and how they should do it and helps them move in the right direction. Um, any final comments on this? And then uh, how would folks get a hold of you if they wanted to chat with Ryan, uh, learn a little bit more about this and start working with you? Sure. Mike, that, that I, I appreciate you bringing that up, you know, about, you know, when life happens. And I was just thinking about we were just having one of our regular progress meetings with one of our families just earlier this week um, uh, that that took place. And uh, you know, they that's family's done extremely well for themselves. They've invested well, they've run their business as well, they've raised their family, just they just they've done everything, everything right, so to speak. And uh they have a situation um with uh, ironically enough with one of their pieces of real estate in a neighbor um that you know is gonna require some you know significant um uh, we'll just say some significant uh, potential buyout issues of a piece of real estate that they were never expecting. And this is, you know, multiple hundreds of thousands may even run into the seven figure range. Um, and what, what, he, what hit me as you were just saying what you were saying there, Mike, is even our best laid plans, life happens. And it's not uh, because of anything bad or anything wrong. It's just life happens. And when you have significant things like that, which generally speaking is high net worth families, we all do over time, you, you need to be able to see how do you make the best decisions given this completely unexpected scenario that you just kind of found yourself in. And that's where having that ally that can help you see it all objectively um, and sometimes without the emotions to be able to make the best decision given the circumstances that you're faced with. So, you know, that those are, those are, you know, other examples of it, Mike, that I think a lot of uh, do-it-yourself investors find themselves in uh, that maybe they never conceived or anticipated they would have found themselves in. And so um, I'm always happy, uh, Mike, to talk with uh, any of your, any of your families that you serve. Um, they are always welcome to reach out to me. You can give me a, uh, shoot me a text uh, for 
888-646-4806, or just give me a call on that number too. The good old fashioned telephone <laughs> still works uh, well, Mike. I'm always happy to talk uh, with any of your families uh, about any situation and just kind of see where it's at. And, um, you know, we can start with a, a conversation and, and see where it goes from there. And thank you for sharing your wisdom. And thank you for sharing your, your cell phone number. Hope you get uh, you don't get spammed too much, but um, oh, good. <laughs> uh, yeah, let folks reach out or uh, share what, once again your website sunlight sunlightpeaks.com, right? Sunlightpeaks.com. That's right. Anyone can reach out to us there too if they prefer. Thank you so much, Ryan. Always great to have you uh, on the podcast. Love having you back. And uh, I don't remember how many times we've done this, but I'm sure you'll be back many times again. So appreciate I you. Enjoy the beautiful uh, Glenwood Springs and, and the beautiful weather. And the fall should be a lot of fun. The colors should come out soon. That indeed they will come out anytime here, Mike. You know, you're always welcome to enjoy it too. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. To receive your copy of Mike's How to Choose a Smart Real Estate Fun Book, head to BigMikeFun.com or visit Amazon and type Mike's slot name. Keep listening and keep investing Big Mike style. See you on the next episode.